Greetings and nerds. This is Dana Nerd, and I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. That's good. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Before we started recording, yet yeah, we we've both had crazy weeks and but whatnot. But uh, but there's definitely some good nerd goodness to talk about tonight. So that'll that'll at least at least for me, I I have to say, I, you know, Picard. We'll get into it deep and deeper here. But uh, I, I I I you're listening looking at one satisfied blurred here. <laughs> I got no no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> I got I watched the things, okay? I yeah. I I think um yeah, a lot of my points I have almost like parallel points to both of these finales. I think they I I'm just going to put this out there. They're safe. It's it's just safe, okay? Yeah. Everything oh, yeah. is safe and I'll get more on that later, but before we go down that route um, which one of these headlines should we start with? Um, the Writers Guild of America has voted to authorize this strike if they do not come to an agreement by May 1st. And um, so I think we may have a difference of opinion about this because yeah. for me, I'm like, let them go on strike <laughs> <laughs> if they choose to. I know I, I remember like almost a decade ago, or two decades ago, whatever, um, when there was. And yeah, the, you could tell a difference, um, but you don't see the effect initially. You always right. see it because things are forever in production mode. So yeah. you're going to get a lot of products that have already been written or shot and everything. Those are going to come out. And then you're going to notice delays with like seasons premieres or movie delays but grant we we sim we just went through a very similar thing with pandemic where we saw a lot of this play out um but it'll be interesting of a if they go on strike and b for how long so yeah 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 and they, i know they've come close in the past and then at the last minute they were able to work out an, an agreement with the uh I guess the Television and Movie Producers Association, I guess that's the uh, uh, group that represents the studios and stuff. But you're right. There there have been near misses. There have been strikes in the past where seasons have been sh shortened or things got delayed due to, due to work stoppages. But, I mean, I think really the big thing is here, I mean, look, looking about what the Writers Guild wants is there's definitely, given that now, we are in the streaming environment. Um, their their compensation model is is, is out of date uh, right. because because in the past under their prior agreements, you know, when you had traditional linear television, you had you know twenty episode seasons. But due to the pandemic and also due to the growth of streaming, you know seasons now, you know it's not unheard of to have six eight episodes um, with the show and but but the but the you know but the compensation scales aren't aren't you know addressing that so some of the things they are trying to do is just get you know the standardized compensation and residual terms or features whether they're released theatrically or or on streaming uh i guess there's been some things as far as writers rooms as far as people 
uh, abusing the, the writer's room process and creating many rooms and only paying them for like one story, even though they've been like working for like, you know, 10 weeks or whatever. Um, and, you know, and also, you know, you know, there's pension plan and healthier contributions and, and also just, you know, standards. And I know one thing that's really become into play uh, in particular now with, you know, with chat GBT and other AI pro- products that are out there now, uh, making sure that uh, human writers are protected if if uh, you know artificial intelligence is is being utilized in in production. So you know, so they have a lot of things that they're uh, that they are trying to get with their with their latest deal. And um, you know, and we'll it, it, and it, it was almost near unanimous as far as the uh, authorization to to strike if they do not come to a deal prior to to May one. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, another thing that. Um, we're just waiting to see what happens is um, everything to do with Jonathan Majors um, as his um, agency drops him mm-hmm. and more um, victims come forward um, to the to the New York DA. So um, now he hasn't it at Disney hasn't officially fired him from nope. being um, the big bad. Um you know, I'm not surprised. We had this conversation when it first came out about his arrest. And um, you read the victim's statement, I believe. And and we talked a little bit about that and just some of the signs that were there. So I'm kind of not surprised that others are coming forward. Um, and it's a big red flag when an agency drops someone. Um, this is a very unfortunate situation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I would rather, um, if this is who he is, if he is guilty of all of this, get him out now, mm-hmm. um, rather than have shot an entire Kang Dynasty movie with him and then, like, have to suffer this media storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know people are trying to make parallels between his situation and Ezra Miller's, but uh, there there are two different things. I mean, Ezra's situation the, the movie was already made, uh, and 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 yes, I know Loki season two has been made, and apparently he's in it. But but you're right. I mean, there there is a whole we're just at the start of this arc story arc. Just taking it to Marvel to more, I guess, you know. First, you know, let me just say, but first say, if it is true, you know, I really do hope that the victim and other alleged victims you know, do get whatever help they need, and 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 he suffers whatever consequences of committing these acts. If they, if it, if you know, because again, we're all proven innocent until proven guilty. But um, however, those kind of big picture things shake out um you know it, it is a tra- sad situation for everyone involved uh particularly yeah. the particularly the victims and and if he is responsible for it, he should be held accountable that, yeah. yeah and that yeah. includes getting fired from these big jobs yeah. that in- yeah. it includes a career thing and mm-hmm. i don't want to hear people say yeah well this guy did a bad thing or or multiple times like just consider the mcu Mm-hmm. is actually not made for adults. It's made for children. And yep. you have these children looking at these these characters and that's their world. 
you don't want people in that world who had the reality are are really awful. Um, mm-hmm. Like exactly. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> That's yeah. the first thing that yeah. comes to my mind. You you just you don't want it. And yeah, Terrence Howard. I mean, I it, I really think like doing things like this and holding actors and actresses accountable for their actions outside of the workplace is the right thing to do. And and it yeah. goes beyond just actors, celebrities in general. Yeah. Um yeah. I think we have spent far too long in in our country allowing for celebrities to basically get away with murder and not be held accountable. And it's just like no. No, they yeah. they should and it's it's their their accountability level is a lot higher just because they have a lot more to lose. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely, hundred percent can't can't add anything more to that. Um, and uh, but you know, thinking and, and you're right. I mean, they're you know taking it to I guess to the MCU uh, back to more I guess well, I guess more I won't say trivial things, but as far as like what happens moving forward, I think Marvel is. It seems that Marvel is just taking the the wait and see approach about what happens on the court date. On May eighth, yeah. and 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 you know, his lawyer, Majors, his lawyer, has come out. You know, she they, she's come out and has pushed some count, you know, counter story, and said they have presented things to the district attorney's office that um, may make him may exonerate him from this particular matter. But the but the fact that other people have come forward definitely does raise flags. And it really, when you think about the timing, as far as some of his, his representation and management companies leaving, you know, maybe, you know, who knows what the story was there either, you know, he may have walked away. They may have walked away when they heard, when they learned that more people had alleged abuse by him. So, uh, you know, the, the, so again, there are a lot of things are swirling out there. Court dates coming up May 8th, assuming it doesn't get continued and, you know, and then we'll see what, what Disney decides to do from there. Uh, but you know, but he is already starting to suffer the consequences of of his alleged actions, and you know, with with various brands and other projects uh, dropping you know dropping him, he may realize that that he may just step away from Marvel himself just to not be a distraction anymore. So we, we you know, there's a lot of things that could happen here. But uh, at the end of the day, if he if he is indeed responsible for these actions, then he should be held accountable. Right. Right. Um, the other bit of news that is swirling in the MCU universe right now is Adam Driver being rumored to be cast as Reed Richards. Makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, he needs to not be a bad guy. Um, right. But I, Reed Richards, from what I know of him, is kind of a douche, just disguised as a hero. So I think I think it would be a good fit. He's got yeah. those long limbs already. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not mad at this. Again, it's just a rumor speculation. However, MCU casting rumors, nine times out of ten, turn out to actually happen. Yeah. Um when when it's when it's not like clear fans casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd actually heard about this on a Jeff Snyder and John Roca's uh, Hot Mike podcast mm-hmm. 
weeks ago. And actually, because there were part of their discussion and rumors, you know, that Adam Driver was indeed being looked at for for Reed Richards and and also uh, potentially Doctor Doom. But like you said, and they, and and this was said on the Snyder said this on this podcast. He's already played that role with Kylo. Uh, as far as being being a bad guy, and 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 he wants to be in that hero mold you know, because, you know, quite frankly, he hasn't had um, that opportunity as far as you know, at least in this you know, that part of the sandbox. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Reed Richards. I think he's will be a great person to be cast as Reed Richards. I know apparently, at least to, with the day's hot mic, uh, Snyder said that he's pretty much been offered. It's just a matter of just him signing the contract. So. At least according to sources. So we'll see what happens. Um. All right. And then because we're going to talk about two finales tonight, the last bit of news is related to one of them at least. Um, but Star Trek Strange New World season two trailer dropped. Um, I'm sure Will watched it and wants to talk about it. Yeah, I did watch it. Really enjoyed it. So this is the um, one of the two spinoffs that um well this it's a spinoff uh well it's the continuation i should say of the original pilot that aired way back in 1965 uh with captain pike uh they finally did finally was pretty put with the series and um we uh yeah it, it premieres june 15 on paramount plus it's very episodic format prior to this season of star trek picard i have to say it's probably been my favorite live action iteration of uh, new trek and um yeah it was a great trailer had a lot of um answered a lot of just things that were kind of obvious that they just went ahead and put it out there for at the end of last season spoiler alert if you haven't watched it don't listen to me for the next couple seconds but uh number one who was the first officer of the enterprise uh, was court-martialed because she was um, genetically engineered and uh, but she shows up in the trailer so and they basically I'm glad to see that because you know they, they didn't instead of drawing it out they just put it out there that yep she's part of the cast this year mm-hmm. uh, but um, also you know great uh, we see the Klingons it, it, with with their ridges and uh, also um, looks like they're going to uh, you know, Paul uh paul wesley who played uh who was played captain kirk last season in in the finale is also returning this year so in the second season so uh so he was also in the trailer as well so yeah it looks like it's going to just really pick up from uh, a solid first outing and uh even be more fun this second year and anson mounts is killing it as uh, christopher pike uh and that's why i said it was kind of a it is sort of a spinoff in the sense of Star Trek Discovery, in that uh, they they reintroduced Captain Pike, uh, Anson Mount's portrayal of that character in the uh, second season of Star Trek Discovery, which uh, goes to our next bit of news. Right. Uh, when does it come out again? Uh, June fifteenth. June fifteenth. Um, so when does Star Trek Section 30, 31 starring Michelle Yeoh come out? Well, it uh, finally did get confirmed this week. So this was a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery, uh, where Michelle Yeoh um, was, uh, she played Captain Giorgio, who uh, was, the was the cat, was 
Well, actually, interestingly, she was the first actress cast in that show. And then uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who plays Michael Burnham, uh, was the other co-lead. But her one character died in the Prime Universe, but a mirror version of her uh, character, Empress Georgia, uh, came into the Prime Universe with, with our characters. And uh was very played a very prominent role uh in the first few seasons of this show and then left in the um third season of discovery but um this spinoff which was section 31 which i mean of course a lot of people learned has been our was first introduced in star trek d space nine and then um was um a part of star trek Picard, uh, star trek discovery uh her character on that show basically became an agent for section 31. And so this was going to be a spinoff that originally was supposed to already have happened, but pandemic happened because it was first announced in 2019 pandemic happened and then it just kind of languished. And then we got the news this week that they are going to um, have this as a, as a show instead of a, instead of a show, it's going to be a two hour movie instead of a 10 episode show. So that, yeah, so that was the big announcement this week that she's coming back, uh, especially, and she wanted to honor her commitment. She had committed to doing it, and um, especially given that now she's, like, blown up. Well, she's always been a big, big, right. but now she's got Academy Award winner Michelle Yeoh <laughs> behind her name now. So, uh, yeah, but she, cool. she, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you, you're just... <laughs> I'm feasting. <laughs> it's been a good week. Yeah, you're feasting, but um, you were telling me before about allergy season and how you're yeah. And I'm just like, poor dude. And you're going to be talking majority of the show because <laughs> now you just get a gush about Picard and friends. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What did you, um, how much did you love the finale? Um, and uh, yeah, just go for it. All right. So, yes, I, I I really did enjoy this finale. It was um, I I had the a nerd. I mean, it, like I was telling you before and I'll tell our listeners now, I I I, I, I ran the full range of emotions from laughter to jumping out of my chair, pointing at the, whenever. I mean, from the minute from the instant the show started uh, with the uh, with the open. Um, I, I was just like, you know, with great nod to the original series with, uh, president Alton Chekhov, who, uh, they, it was sort of very, the message was very reminiscent of, um, from the, the one with the wells, with the president warning people to stay away from earth. And then we had the son of the original series character, Pavel Chekhov, who was played by Walter Koenig, who did the voice work for Anton check off in this episode with the same message and they call him Anton Chekhov which was a nice nod to Anton Yelchin who who played Chekhov in the movies uh that JJ uh, Abrams made and um and so that you know he and sadly uh, died in a, a tragic accident at his home so it was just a nice bit the the, the scene with the opening of like, from next generation of series uh, great nod. Everything about this episode and everything about this season, and you said it yourself, was which was nice. It was truly a love letter to the fans, and and I said this on my solo review last week. Um, 
the you know for me this you know next generation really was like my my star trek as far as just like the one that i could like really own because it just you know it was produced during my you know teens and 20s and um and seeing this story come full circle and the way that they gave the proper finality to their adventures um it, it was it was very it was very rewarding so i i, I thought that um you know, this is how you do fan store fan service well you 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 have all the member berries but you wrap it around a compelling story and i thought they did so and I will say, I do not want to see another Borg again. <laughs> Why? They've, I mean, they, they, they put a bow on it. They, they, with this, the way that this episode, um, with, with John Luke, and not, like he said in the show, not running, running from Locutus, but I'm going to embrace Locutus and, <laughs> And I'm going to use Locutus to rescue my son, and 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 then of course, you know, with with the Enterprise D, you know, using the torpedoes and destroying the the beacon and and, and wiping away, you know, it was very clear that the, the line in the story that the, the the Borg Queen she she was all that was left, and that's why she formed a alliance with the Changelings because she didn't have any more any more other than those few remnant body borg that were on the on on her cube in, in in the in the red spot on jupiter there were that was it so that's why she needed the changelings um to to carry out her her new mission of annihilation instead of assimilation but um but you know but the way that they oh she said that, annihilation yeah yeah <laughs> i thought she said something else no 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 she won't go yeah. there <laughs> Yeah, do you sound like you know what you're saying, Worf? <laughs> Thinking about Worf and threesome. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, no, they I I totally hear you because uh they kind of for th- this entire series, they they borged out, okay? Borged yeah. out. Um it, it it's it kind of felt like as for somebody from my perspective, I was just like, "Okay, are there any other villains out there? Does it all go back to this? I mean, Will's been watching this stuff for for my entire life. So yeah, yeah I have. <laughs> yeah. So like, do, do, does is there another card they can play? But yeah, it it was a fine finale. It wrapped up all the loose ends. It did its thing. It's just the structure. Um, and I and I just. The hour and a half ago that I finished watching this, might I add, I just, um, I walked away just thinking, when was the last time, like, a finale really hit me? Mm. <clears throat> and and why? More importantly, why? Why do some finales, it's just like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to end it. Um, or, and, and I know there's a difference between a series finale and a season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're talking about both tonight because we're talking about what what we understand to be the series finale of Picard, yeah, as well as Mandalorian season three ending, which both, even though one is a series finale and one is a season finale, both felt very similar to me. Where mm. 
you have the big fight, you do your big fight, and then you have your epilogue moments. Yeah. And you round up like, and and so I thought to myself, why does this feel like a CW season finale and or even a series finale, especially the one it reminded me the most of is the uh, Batwoman finale, because at the time that they did the Batwoman finale, they didn't know if they were going to pick be picked up for another season or not. So they had to wrap everything up for not only the season, but for the show, but also leave the door open in case they get come back now. Yeah. And, I, and I felt like in a way, both of these shows did that as well. They like, they definitely tied things up and then they, um, but they left the door cracked open. And so to go back to my main point, the last time a finale really hit me, and it's crazy because as soon as I thought about the show, there's one scene in particular that just like entered my mind. Um, and that's when I know a show really gets me when I can visualize like certain scenes. Um, and it's House of Dragon. Will, you don't have to say it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, oh, I know what you. I know where um, you're going. Yep. I and then I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, that, I mean, that finale did did the same thing like mm -hmm. the penultimate episode was so big but the finale had that inciting incident where you're just mm -hmm. like the sorry spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't watched house of dragon i don't know what you're doing with your life watch that damn show it's so good um but the death of the sun and mm -hmm. which like doesn't just leave the door open but as a viewer you're like Okay, I I need to know. What yeah. <laughs> I it's not like I want to know. No, no, no. I need to know because some shit is about to go down between these two mamas. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, it's yeah. I I miss the inciting incidents where it's not it's not a tease. It's not a, um, because we get a lot of teases these days with finales, mm. like, ooh, Thrawn is coming. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> yeah I, I want to pick up on your point there a little bit, too, because because I, I, I there were some structural things very similar. And, I, and I, even in our notes, I did say I thought there was one thing that Mando did do better than Picard. Um, mm. And we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But um, but. One other thing that I did know about this finale, and, and the thing I really want to go back to is about how a finale hits you. Right. This this one hit me because, and I think this is where this is where it really comes down to. Like, I think I won't, I'll, and I won't say it won't come down to it, but I think I think having a where a show connects with you because like how because as soon as you started talking, I knew exactly where you were going. I knew yeah. you were going to go to House of the Dragon. Okay, yeah. And 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 so Picard is the same way. And, and folks know, I mean, I've never, you know, for you know, we've been potting together now since you know since 2017. And this was the one show and one season where I was like, oh, I I just gotta like get on the, I gotta get on our channel here and just like do 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 a reaction because this season 
really just resonated with me in a way that I haven't had a show resonate with me in a very long time to where I just felt like I just I have more to say, <laughs> you know. Right. And 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 so while I was watching the finale and 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 you're right, part of it part of it, it was both these both these finales season series did go a safe route and terry vitalis even i was reading an article right before we recorded he even he even noted that that with some of the choices in story i will say for a moment there whenever they went off to do that away mission onto the board cube i did have a moment there where and even especially when jack and picard when jack when luke when when john luke Cooked himself back into the into the collective and became a locutus mm-hmm. again. I thought back to I was I was watching episode. I was I remember our very first discussion about season right. this season, and we both yeah. were like Picard and his son probably are going to die. And for a moment, I was like, Are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. I did. I was like, Ooh, we might have been right. <laughs> but at the at the end of the day. No, they pulled back, and 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 Terry Mathias even said it himself. He's like, he, he it never entered his mind because I think to it is a love letter to the fans, and it, you know, and it's really like putting the action figures safely back up on the shelf that to give them a proper send off and a safe send off, right? And I'm okay, and I'm okay with that because I, because like you know because they did leave that door open for a continuation of of some if not all of these characters yeah yeah no that's and that's also why i think it's so so safe or like and and that idea a proper send-off and i'm like yeah it's a proper send-off but it's also a proper send-off because i can always get it returned to sender (laughs) (laughs) or i can come back yeah somebody can show up right can show up i mean yeah. It's not the finality of it is is uh is not there which yeah. but granted and, and maybe this is another thing to take into consideration especially when we're talking Star Trek and Star Wars. Um these stories are not they're part of a much larger universe, right? Right. right. And and we're not talking about one story, one character. We're talking about a franchise. Mm-hmm. And so when you're dealing with a franchise, it's really hard to draw the line with characters who have been beloved by loved by fans for for decades. Yeah. Um just because you, there's a hopefulness that they can they can come up, things can intersect again. Um, people, characters can collide again. Like, like you, you want to see, I mean, I, now I just keep thinking about how there's a lot of safe endings with MCU, mm-hmm. DCU, they just fall apart on their like third act. So <laughs> we won't <Yeah>. even go <laughs> there, but, but I can, I mean, they, the, the MCU did kill Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Endgame, you're like one of maybe five people. Um, yeah. But Tony Stark, yeah, they did kill him. Mm-hmm. 
But they also they have they live in this universe where things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> They didn't, but they didn't. They didn't kill Steve. They gave Steve away to like. Exactly, they gave him a proper send off yep. while leaving the door open, um, and it's just it's and it's an interesting thing to think about because um, my parents right now um, for randomly they they uh, went down a Breaking Bad mm. uh, deep dive, um, <laughs> which. There are these shows with like these these legacies of like they're not a part of a franchise, but they their fan base is so huge and it's a very concise like five, seven seasons and and there is a finality at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the wire is a very interesting one to put up there, but I, I would where those seasons has individual seasons even have endings that are very have very resolved stakes um not not just tying up loose ends but like true resolution um and so maybe that's when i when i say something is safe that's when i'm really thinking about i'm thinking i'm 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 trying to articulate that there is resolution but there's not a finality in it and there's yeah. not something where we've also talked about this on the show in analyzing um, so many different shows and their, the hero's journey and that mm-hmm. pathos and just like how, how, how satisfactory is it when the hero does make that sacrifice or does lose something or yeah. um and and it just changes them and um and you get to watch that change occur yeah but when when they when they just win it's boring yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah and, and, but and sometimes and i think that was i mean speaking of hero's journey because we saw that like within picard this season we saw that with shaw i mean we yep. saw that evolution and that growth and i think he was a proxy for john luke in that regard um he was the dummy death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going to kill Picard, but we'll kill Shaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, but I, you know, thinking about the, now that we, you know, now that the season is over, and, uh, you know, and I know I'm fresh off of the euphoria of the moment and, and, and all, but looking back on this series um, and the themes that they've had run through it. Um, themes, yep. The Borg themes, yeah, and and using the Borg as a crutch, as a as I guess the MacGuffin to like have John Luke explore himself, um, and his his, you know, the legacy of his, his choices, all of it, the the you know, the second season really, for the most part, you know, that's where things kind of went sideways. I mean, we both were like, I mean, I'm a I'm a Star Trek fan, but it was hard for me to get through that second season, uh, yeah, because. It you know where I, you know I, I liked where they were deconstructing John Luke, right? Um, I liked that part, but then all the other stuff around it was just the like yeah stuff. Yeah, yeah, it just was hard. But uh, but I think, but I think now looking at it as totality, especially with this season with the the whole issue of family and the found family and the family that John Luke didn't know that he he you know I think back to a line he said. In one of the episodes, or maybe maybe it was Generations, the first movie where he he 
there's no more Picards as far as when he, when his brother died and his nephew died. And seeing John Luke now now has has that family and 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 that legacy that uh that at first he was like, I don't need a legacy, but now he really does. I, it, it it was it was a very satisfying conclusion and especially you know to his arc and 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 like I said, yes, there were the member berries there, but the thing that really I think set this season apart with these characters was and, and especially given that they spread it out over ten episodes rather than trying to do it in a two hour movie. Everybody had their everybody. We got to we, you know we we got to see where these people are now. Twenty years after we last time we saw them in Star Trek Nemesis, which was literally twenty years ago, mm-hmm. um, and and they really showed the evolution of everyone, and 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 where they ended and and ended up around that poker table just like they did at the end of the Next Generation um, was just it was very cathartic and very satisfying for me as a Star Trek fan. Um, and and i you know like i said just just i really i just this season just start to finish just really resonated with me and um definitely it's gonna it definitely goes down as probably one of the best seasons of star trek that i've ever watched um over all the series uh both live action and animated and um yeah i mean it's and it's definitely definitely uh, definitely rewatchable. So it'll be it'll be getting added to my rewatching rotation of Star Trek shows for sure. <laughs> but the one thing I, I one thing I will say, and in, in, if we want to start the transition over to Mandalorian from here. Yeah, yeah. What did it um, What did it do not as well as Mandalorian? I would I I would have done what the Mandalorian did with with no in credit because I think for me at least, it un, having Jack and Q. I, I get where they were coming from with that as far as the story continues. And it was a nice bookend to encounter at Farpoint. Um, and also like what some of our discussion that we were just having about the, 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 the hero's journey can continue instead of uh, having a finality. Right. But if you're going to close out a story with the next generation crew, I would have, I would have, I would have ended it. I would have had that scene with Jack and Q before the rest of them at the bar and closing out their story. Right. Yeah. That is a great point, especially because if they had it at that point that you just mentioned, um, I would have seen it because Mandalorian screwed me up. I was, I watched the full credits and I'm like, I know they're going to do a teaser. There was Mm -hmm. no teaser. And so tonight when I had Picard going, I was like, I'm just moving on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's gonna be long. I'm not, I'm not staying for the credits, and um, and so now you're telling me there was a little tease of Jack and Kieran's lips. Like, what? Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, the Mandalorian did not have an end credit scene. Um, it did do up until that point everything Picard did, which is just the yeah. Here's okay. The first, my first point about the Mandalorian finale is that the episode that aired last week and this week should have been one episode. Mm. Um, Drop them both. Do do the reverse of this, like, let's drop the first two episodes. No, drop the last two episodes, okay? Because it, it truly felt like part one and part two. 
Mm-hmm. And which is fine to have part one and part two. But like I had to wait a week and now I just get to see the like the fight and then the victory. And it just it felt so anticlimactic for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, okay. And and it's just this this season just has been very like um it hasn't been awful mm-hmm. um because we all went through Boba Fett and that was <laughs> god awful but but it also hasn't been what it was before it decided to like just ruin everything like by undoing like the the best season finale of Mandalorian is still season 2 and that's not yeah. because Luke Skywalker shows up that's because there's a choice that is made like Mm-hmm. The main fucking character actually makes a choice. And and in this this season, it's just, it's very cute that he adopted Grogu. Yeah. It's very cute that he adopted him into his cult. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, and that they're going to be dad-son duo cop. Like, hunting down, being bounty, bounty hunters together. For good, not evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Where's the conflict here? <laughs> Where, yeah. Where's the... I want to see where this goes. Like, I really am curious about how this will change them. Like, no. That's not what people are waiting for. People are just like, Grogu is going to say something. And he's going to say, Dad. And we're all going to cry. No. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, so I, 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 um, I enjoyed this week's episode. I mean, it wasn't like, I, it, it was, it was, like you said in the notes, it was safe. Um, and I, I don't know. It was just something about it. Um, it was just like this season. I, I guess, I don't know. It, this season had so many fits and starts. When it when it when it hits, it, when it nailed it, it nailed it. But when it missed, it missed. And I think part of it was like I don't I don't know if it was because Pedro's was out all shooting Last of Us or uh, or if it was a story the way they structured it to be about this restoring Mandalore. But I think the thing that really what what I think what it come that came down to me was it was it was just very it felt very like shallow as yes. far as yeah the, the storytelling i mean they had great like the one episode with they went with Pershing and that was the one episode i thought they went somewhat deep as far as just really exploring something and cultivating something but everything else was just sort of you know we're just going to like dip our toe in the water and we'll just throw out, you know, we'll just and, and and really not touch, you know, go any deeper than that. And and it just left me feeling a little just unsat, not completely satisfied as 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 someone, especially just coming off the hills of of Andor or even Star Trek. I mean, you know, when you're watching these things parallel, I mean, we had that, you know, we had that discussion back in the fall, like House of the Dragon and Andor and some of these other shows when you're watching, 
you know, two fantasy or two genre-related shows and big franchises at the same time. And, you know, that's why poor, uh, poor, <laughs> poor uh, what was it, the uh, Lord of the Rings show never had a chance for us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, yeah. Never Rings, of, Rings of Power, yeah. I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, Rings of Power. Um, yeah. But, no, but, like, it is, it is crazy because... Even though Last of Us wrapped up like right when both of these shows were getting started, we we did see a few parallels even mm-hmm. to that, which is a very different genre than yeah. um, space. But yeah. still, it's it's there, and yeah, I we, think yeah. it, I think that's yeah. both a good thing and a bad thing because um, parallels can stand out stronger, and maybe one mm-hmm. show executed it better than another show. Um, or, or because you're watching both, like it even hits harder than it would if you're just watching one of them. Yeah. And, um, and also I, I think you're right. Like this season, it's just felt shallow, um, where, and, and we talked about this going into the season where I, I really didn't want to understand more about Mandalorian lore Mm -hmm. and they gave it to us. But not in a way where a average Star Wars viewer yes. can really engage and like really be in awe of the lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. felt very boring. <laughs> just, yeah. it was, and and yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just want to point out this one thing before I forget uh, yeah. because it's not in my notes. But the um, Mandalorian are stronger together. Okay. <laughs> Last night when I watched it, I was like, why does that sound familiar? And then I forgot. And then today, right before we started recording, I had on Roka podcast, break, Geek Buddies, breaking down mm-hmm. this episode. And they brought up the line and saying how cool it was. It wasn't cool. Why wasn't it cool, y'all ask? I can swear. I could swear. That that is a line said by Caesar in the most recent Planet of the Apes trilogy. Like, oh, I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> oh, stronger together. It's like, I mean, heck, it was in Picard. It was, you know, it's a very, very overused term these days. You know, it culture. is. And, 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 and politi- another... not to get political, but even in politics. I mean, you, you hear it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just. <sighs> just it's not i mean katie katie sackoff couldn't even save that line and she's been she basically saved this season she did she, <laughs> she did i have to on their back <laughs> yeah she yeah she i'm sure she's getting a lot of ice baths right now because she carried this season and and, and again i you know i think i don't like like i said i don't know if it was production things with with pedro you know with last of us uh overlapping with shooting schedules with this season of mandalorian or what but it just seemed I don't know. It just seemed the writing like, wasn't there. Yeah. There and and I think that I heard Favreau wrote more of this season than Filoni. It, well, and and uh, that and when I heard that, a switch went off in my mind where I'm like, okay, I I see yeah. this season for what it is now, and yeah, that's well, very Fil- telling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, Filoni. Yeah, I mean, just like it's like me. Yeah. It's like you trying to talk about Star Trek when, you know, where, you know, you have, you're, 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 you're the Favreau, I'm the Filoni as far as in the relationship here. 
<laughs> and that's like and that's how it is like with the Mandalore because I mean Filoni just with Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff I mean he wrote he he developed he deepened that lore as far as Mandalore right right and it's it's not even it's you're you're walking a thin line like from from what Filoni has done he's managed to rejuvenate the lore mm-hmm. and expand upon it and get people more more fans involved in it who are now going back and rewatching things who are watching cartoons too yeah. like <laughs> like yeah. reading books and all this because the stories he's how he's utilizing the lore to tell his stories is very um good storytelling mm-hmm. and and with Favreau if it's if I, if I understood correctly that he mainly wrote this season and I think the most writing Filoni did was the episode that you brought up earlier with um, Pershing. Mm-hmm. That, that is very telling as well. Yeah. And and f- f- I think with Favreau, it, he just he took much more of the this is a product. Yeah. This is like like we're this is make make it very commercial. Um, we have our main character even though we're not really going to utilize him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if it, it just, yeah. I think why that episode with Pershing stands out. It's not just because it's, it's very similar to Andor the out of all the episodes this season and arguably in the entire series of Mandalorian, it is the most structurally different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the same episode that ends in the armory with um, Boa Katan getting getting her, like, mended shield? Or is that so. the following episode? Uh, I think that was the one. Okay. Or, or maybe she, or at least she confessed, or at least she talks to the armorer about... Uh, seeing the mythosaur, at least maybe, or maybe she just pauses it to the to the to the armorer. Right. But, yeah. I I'm I, I'm I'm wondering if that's the same episode. It might be because it, yeah. because I like the parallel shots between Kata- Boa Katan and um, Grogu in the uh, in the armory mm-hmm. um, really stick out to me. Like if if Years from now, when we talk, and I randomly mention Mandalorian, like that image of Grogu at the armory, for some reason, mm-hmm. will pop in my mind because yeah. there was something very visual about that. But I just, I want, I want more like shots. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think there was just a lack of depth with this season, with this story, with the story they wanted to tell. There yeah. was a lot of exposition. And not a lot of like true, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah, even by the end with Gideon, I mean, you know, you have you have John Carlo Esposito who's like, you know, kills, you know, kills it, everything he does, right. And 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 by and I will say when I was watching this watching the finale, I was just like, he is he is now the scene chewing mustache twirling villain, and all the things that made Gideon so menacing um was, was wasn't there anymore it was just kind of cookie cutter villain yeah 
That's why, that's what I said about the previous episode. And the moment they lost me was when he became that villain. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Like, yeah. I've seen this villain in, in Star Wars so many times. And mm -hmm. it's just, uh, and now, like, I've heard this name thrown, thrown out yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Hyped up. Yeah. I'm fearful. I'm so fearful that in Ahsoka, Thrawn is not gonna meet my expectation. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna I'm just yeah. gonna put it and, and that, maybe that's he, a good fear. Maybe he does, but how long will they last? And and now my final point I wanna say is just that the safe ending we got of Mandalorian season three. Just makes me think about our conversation last week about how does this series end mm -hmm. on a good note, on a positive note? Like, this is why I don't think it. Sh I don't think it should. But the way they ended this season, I'm just like, oh god, we're gonna get like yeah. a very weird ending to this entire series, and I don't think it's gonna be satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. I thought about our conversation too, especially like when they were, whenever they were sitting on the ranch, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, they're 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 going to they're going to rip our hearts out whenever this thing like ends. <laughs> yeah, and we're not talking because like it's going to be so sad, like in a good way. No, we're talking like, oh my god, they ruined a perfectly good thing <laughs> and they did it. I, I think well, I think it's going to be a combination of both. <laughs> Um, I, well, if it, well, if it's Filoni, I will say I think if I, I think he can do just thinking about the end of Rebels, mm -hmm. um, it will be it, it will be done in a very depthful way, deftly done way that um, yeah, it'll be sad, but we will, but I, but I don't think it'll we won't be like. Critical of of that ending. Yeah, if it's his ending, who knows? We might get a Favreau ending. No, no, no. It, it, it'll it, you know they, his movie's wrapping up the, the Mandoverse, so it, it'll be his ending. Unless he get unless he hires John to write it. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah. You'll have to explain that whole thing to me of how a series gets ended with a movie, because yeah. in the past that has never worked out well. But, um, okay, so right. in in terms of other things, and I usually lead with this, but I wanted to save it to the end yeah. um, for some reason. And I'm surprised you have not asked me about this, Will. Like, shame on you. You know how much I love reality TV. Um, yeah. Because arguably the best show going on right now, y'all, is Vanderpump Rules. And I am yeah. not... Someone who jumped on the bandwagon just when all this shit broke out in the beginning of March. No, no, no. I have watched Vanderpump Rules since the second season. And and I thought that was the peak. I thought these people mm -hmm. could not get any worse. Will, do you understand what I'm talking about? I am familiar, so a little familiar with Vanderpump. And but you gotta you I'm gonna let, I'm gonna sit back and rest my voice. And you have the you recently heard the term scandal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because who the fuck hasn't heard that term? <laughs> like, <laughs> it it is crazy how big this has gotten. 
And oh my God, it is so fascinating to watch this season. Season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. Like season two and three were arguably its peak of drama. Mm. And and it was it was good. It was good drama. But the fact that the real drama, the cheating scandal of the century happened after they got done filming, only for them to turn cameras back on and to to film the final episode because this was all playing out in re- real time. And now people are watching the show knowing the the affair between Rachel and yes, I'm calling her Rachel because Raquel is dead <laughs> and Tom like it is mind blowing. And now, like before I was a fan, Will, but I never like outside of the show would go and try to find the podcast that these people do. No, 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 yeah. I do. I, I uh. listen to them and they give so many deets. Granted, I'm kind of like. I don't want to know too much about what happens, but I, I I want to know what happens. And I also want to know what, what the editors are leaving on the floor. And man, it is just, it is just insane how this show managed to capture two people who are like, no, they didn't murder anybody. They had an affair, but the twistedness of some of the things like the girl <laughs> R- Rachel yeah um this season has been a little had a little rivalry with another character another see I say character but another girl in the show named Lala who's mm. who yes had was a um unknowingly was a mistress to her ex yeah, it's long, long thing. Um, like there are so many. Anyways, but but <laughs> this episode, like she find Rachel finds herself in the situation, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm a mistress now because of this other." I'm I'm losing focus here. All I have to say is this show is arguably <laughs> this is the best season of reality television, and it's just blowing my mind how how vindictive it's to the point i i mean i've watched the seasons of vanderpump rules so many times like it's ridiculous and i'm not talking recently i'm talking back in the good old days like seasons one through four and then recently over the last two weeks i've kind of been re-watching all of the reunions the signs were there of how fucked up rachel is so (laughs) like it's it's insane all the signs were there um and also, all the signs are there that Tom Sandoval is, like, the dirtiest human being alive. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh, my God. I love it so much. But I'm I just, I'm a bit disappointed you have not asked me about this. But I, I'm yeah. glad we're allowing this moment to happen now. <laughs> yeah, it, hey, it's all about Tommy. <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't realize this show's, I hadn't realized Vanderpump Rules been around for 10 years. Wow, 10 seasons. Wow. It's crazy. It is yeah. insane. And there are like Tom Sandoval, Sheena Shea, well, yeah, um, and Katie Maloney are the three remaining OGs. Um, yeah. 
a, a lot of the other characters you could call our i mean ariana's my girl i've mm-hmm. i've like I've like loved her since season two, which is when she first really was there, even though I know she was, she was shown a little bit in season one, but not really. Um, But yeah, the, but now it's funny because during the pandemic, um, a lot of stuff happened and a lot of the cast actually got fired from Mm. the show um, because of um, some, some stuff. That's all I'll say. But now, in the wake of all of this, these old cast members, you start seeing more and more of them pop up. <laughs> because because at the end of the day, like, they're not making this up. No, these people actually are friends in real life, as mind-blowing as that is. <laughs> like, they just have a scripted drama. <laughs> it is. You wish, like, it would be so weird if this, like, it is a very good, um, like, fan fiction if it is a scripted drama. But the fact that it's actually real just is crazy. And and I've rewatched the Watch What Happens Live that was shot, like, an hour before Sheena found out about the scandal. Because she was on the after show with Rachel. And then, and they're buddy-buddy. And then she finds out because Ariana calls her because that's her best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I don't know if any of this is making sense. But all I have to say (laughs) is if you're not watching this, you are fucking missing out because it is insane. (laughs) The hypocrisy. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so see all the I see some of the Vanderpump things and I'm it like pop up in our uh, in our on our show account email with some of the with some of the news alerts we get from mm-hmm. the, the trades. Mm-hmm. So now now I'm gonna start reading them a lot closer. <laughs> no, no, don't do that to yourself. Don't do it because because then you're just gonna be like I've seen so many TikToks of like old men who just uh, ask their daughters like. Why are we watching this? Why do these people matter? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm not gonna about. I'm not gonna about to go like binge like years of like that shit. I'm just oh, like yeah. it's just it's just more it's just more a curious. It's just like oh okay, let this be oh. my way to like give get, be, be able to like cue up a question for you. <laughs> yeah, but and it, it's oh, the curiosity of it all it's just it's so and and there are a lot of people who are jumping on this bandwagon and then they're the ogs like we're referencing things that happened years ago and they're like i didn't know that that happens like no because you need to watch this season this episode like it's <laughs> a lot it's i'm sorry it's just i i am in a way this is the best thing and the worst thing, just because it's it's tragic, like, it's not tragic, but it's just sad that this couple of almost 10 years, um, like, he cheated on her for seven months yeah. behind her yeah. back with a friend of hers that's who's on the, the show. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's always the worst. Like, and, I mean, Not, not and, that any cheating is good, but, like, you know, if it's, like, yeah. Yeah, and then from what all like all signs are pointing at um and during their reunion and in this last episode that they shot right after everything was unveiled he basically is gaslighting her 
and calling mm. her crazy and saying wow. like, like not taking accountability in the most grotesque way. We're just like, no, <laughs> you're <laughs> not like the public is not going to like re we're not falling for this narrative anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. On that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk on Twitter as long as uh as long as I'm hanging out there. W-I-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website www.scenenerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts tonight. Geek out, you're welcome.